0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bible Prophecy Radio. I'm your host, Albert Hardy. Here's the question of the day. Will the New Jerusalem Embassy, that is the U.S. Embassy, bring peace and stability to the Middle East? Well, I have my doubts about that. Instead, It's stirring up a boatload of wrath amongst the Islamic dwellers in Jerusalem and really around the world. They're angry. They don't like Israel. Well, the devil is stirring up what he can to cause trouble, and that's what he does. He is a troublemaker and a liar. Did you know that in Islam, it's okay to lie? It's okay to lie as long as it advances the cause of Islam. Well, how can you trust somebody that lies? You know, we don't seem to get that. There are a bunch of people in the United States, a bunch of liberals, left-wingers, if you will, who... Love lies, apparently, and they kiss up to these people. And they cause more trouble on the earth than we need. We have plenty of trouble already. But who causes more trouble than Islam? No one. That's the answer to that. I want to read to you some bits out of the book of Revelation, chapter 11. And starting in verse 15, the seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world are become of our Lord and of his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever. No Mohammed around, no caliphate, no none of that. No, the All the gods that did not create the heavens and the earth shall perish from off the earth and under these heavens. Now, where is that found? I think it's in Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 11. Let me flip over there real quick. Let me read verse 10 first. But the Lord, that is Elohim, is the true God. Not Islam, not Mohammed, not Allah. No. The Lord, Jehovah, is the true God. He is the living God, an everlasting king, and his wrath or at his wrath the earth shall tremble, and the nations will not be able to abide his indignation. They will not survive. When God destroys people, they don't come back. They're done. That's the end of it. Verse 11, chapter 10, Jeremiah. Thus you shall say to them, The gods that have not made the heavens and the earth, they shall perish from the earth and from under these heavens. He, Jehovah, made the earth by his power He has established the world by his wisdom and has stretched out the heavens at his discretion. You see, we don't know who we're dealing with. This is the great God who owns you and me and everything we have. We don't really own anything, not even our own lives. We can't control that. We can't control our lives. We can't keep ourselves alive regardless of how much wealth or power or fame a person accumulates in his life. No, we are not our own. We're bought with a price. That price is the blood of Jesus on the cross. We don't realize the excruciation he went through on that cross. But let me tell you, that 24 hours of intense suffering is not to be repeated anywhere in the universe forever. Because that is a grueling, one-of-a-kind amount of suffering. And I won't go into it any further, but I just want you to know that it was really... A -a one-of-a-kind event. It was horrible, horrible, beyond understanding. Now, in verse 15, we just read that the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, that is, Lord Jesus Christ, have become... uh, What Jesus has become the king of the world. The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. In verse 18, I want to go there because this is crucial. The nations were angry. The nations were angry, and your wrath, O God, in other words, is come and the time of the nations that they should be judged and that you should give reward unto your servants, the prophets, and to the saints and to them that fear your name, great and small or small and great and should destroy them which destroy the earth. Um, wait a minute. Isn't God a God of love? Yes, yes. But he doesn't love those that hate him and want to destroy his work, i.e. Satan, his minions, the demons, and those that work on earth for him. All of Islam, all of the world religions, they're all going to go away. All the gods that did not create the heavens and the earth will perish period Jeremiah 10:11 That's easy to remember In uh, chapter 13 verse 14 we read this And deceives them This is the devil deceives them that dwell on the earth Those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast saying unto them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by the sword but did live. Well, that's Islam. Islam is going to be totally defeated, totally destroyed. He had power to give life or breath to the image of the beast and that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. That's Islam. Who lops off more heads of Christians and Jews than Islam? Nobody. Nobody. They're the only ones doing it, pretty much. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Now, a lot of people think that is a chip. I personally do not. No, I think it's a tattoo maybe. It may be something uh, simpler than that because there are a number of people who will not get a chip implant. A whole big number. Most of the people on the earth do not have access to any of that stuff. They're in remote areas. Do you really think somebody's going to go down there and force them to put this foreign object into their under their skin? <laughs> That's silly. It's just silly, really, truly silly. Um, but think about it like this. A mark on their right hand, well, that could be just their job. This is what we do. That's what we do. We work with our right hand, typically, on the earth. And then to have it in their foreheads, they wear headbands and such that have the mark of Islam. They wear armbands on their arms and handbands on their hands and rings and everything like that that have the crescent moon and the star their symbol that's the symbol of islam that no man verse 17 might buy or sell except he have the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, you could have that in your thoughts. It says it be in your right hand or on their foreheads. Well, their forehead, that's where you think. Your thoughts come from your forehead. So if you're a worshiper of Allah, then you're thinking about him. Saving you or making you go to your house of 72 virgins or your 72 houses full of 72 virgins, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, so it's in their foreheads, it's in their thoughts, and they show that it's in their thoughts by what they wear on their hands or on their arms. It's fairly simple, really, in my view. It could be as simple as that and that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six, six sixty-six. Now, if you look at those characters in the Greek language, they look very similar to chai, zai, stigma in Greek. Those letters, those characters. And if you look at that properly, the mark of the beast looks remarkably like if you read it from right to left, which is backwards from the United States or from English speaking, but that's the way they read is backwards to us anyway. It says in another language, in other words, I believe it's Farsi, it says in the name of Allah, Jihad. Now I find that very fascinating. If you uh, have to calculate something out, you're figuring out the answer to a problem. This has been a mystery all these years. It could be as simple as that, really. Well, maybe. I don't know. I'm not God. but God knows. And we can figure it out pretty clearly. It's Islam. It's Islam. And they want to cause World War III. They think that will get them where they want to go, to heaven where, they're, where they have their 72 virgins and everything. And they think that World War III will get them there faster, so let's get going on it. And that's why a few radicals are out there causing all this uh, hatred and trouble and stirring up strife in every single country on earth. And it's only going to get worse before it gets any better. How can it get better? How can moving the, the uh, embassy of the United States to Jerusalem make peace? No, it's just stirring up trouble and wrath. However, the consulate is where they're going to put it, at least temporarily. And it's in a small little place town about three miles south, uh, I think, east of um, Bethlehem, which is near Jerusalem or in Jerusalem proper. And uh, it's a little town called Arnon, I I believe, or Aurora or something like that. I can't remember the exact way to pronounce it. But at any rate, That's where the U.S. Consulate is now, and as of the 14th, it's going to get inaugurated as the U.S. Embassy. It's kind of a beautiful building, uh, simplistic. It looks more like a bunker to me, but it's um, actually quite pretty the way they've decorated it, and the ramps and everything going into the building are painted blue, and It's Israeli colors and stuff. So uh, it's quite interesting. But I want you to notice verse 10 of uh, chapter 14 of Revelation. It says this The same, well, who? Okay, we'll back up a little bit to 8. And there followed another angel saying, Babylon is fallen is fallen that great city babylon the great because she which has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication and as we've seen before that's talking about oil oil and in the verse 9 and the third angel followed them saying with a loud voice if any man worship the beast in his image and receive the mark, his mark, in their forehead or hand, the same shall drink the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture, it's not diluted, into the cup of his indignation. And that person shall be tormented, it says, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends up forever and ever. And they have no rest, night nor day, who worship the beast in his image and whosoever receives the mark of his name. Well, let me tell you something. This is not talking about hell where people burn forever. This is supposed to be a proof text proving that there is such a place that God would set up and torture and torment because he's so mad, he's so angry, he's going to burn people forever and ever where they feel pain 100 times greater than they've ever felt anything on earth. No, I'm here to say that's not what this is saying at all. Their reputation is what lasts forever. They will have no rest night or day because people will be talking about them forever and ever. This is the way the devil went. This is the way the people that followed him went. But they died the death in this fire. The smoke is what goes on after the fire goes out, and that's their reputation. You want to see a pretty direct quote about that? Jeremiah 23:40. I'll go there. Um, let's see. Verse 40 says this: "And I will bring an everlasting reproach upon you and a perpetual shame." That shall not be forgotten. It says, which shall not be forgotten in the King James. What? I will bring an everlasting reproach upon you. What's a reproach? A reproach is a reputation. It's a a hideous, ignominious reputation. It's an embarrassment forever. That's what this is. A perpetual shame which shall not be forgotten. That's what I believe that smoke is all about. The reputation never dies. It never goes away. You want even more proof? Well, in verse 10 of chapter 20, it says much the same thing. It says, and the devil that deceived them, was cast into the lake of fire. Aha, there's hell. Well, what happens after that? And brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet were cast, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. See, that's supposed to be proof. Not so fast. Let's go to Ezekiel 28 for a second. Now, let's see. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel 28. Get this. The king of Tyre or Tyrus is Satan the devil. You have been in Eden, a literal king this could not be. Every precious stone was your covering. Sardis, topaz, diamond, beryl onyx, jasper, the sapphire, emeralds, and the garnet, and gold. People don't dress like that. You were prepared in the day. You were created. He wasn't a born human being. He was a created being. You are the anointed cherub. No human has ever been called the anointed cherub that covers. And I have set you so. You were on the holy mountain of God, and you walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. You were perfect in all your ways, or in your ways, from the day you were created, till iniquity was found in you. Dropping down to the second half of verse 16, And I will destroy you, O covering cherub. We'll see, he'll be burning in hell forever. No! Destroy doesn't mean live. It means die. For your heart was lifted up because of your beauty, and dropping down to um, verse 18, you have defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your business or trading or traffic or travels. Therefore, will I bring forth a fire from inside you or in the midst of you, and it shall devour you and bring you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold you. All they that know you among the peoples, i.e. Islam, shall be astonished at you, and you shall be a terror, and you, and, and never shall you be any more. That doesn't sound much like he's alive. No, he dies. Satan, the devil, and all of his minions, all of his workers, are all going to die the same death from which there is no more resurrection. Well, this is Albert Hardy, in case you have forgotten my name. And this is the way I view the Bible. If you think I'm wrong, send me an email. Jesusisy at gmail.com is my email address. I would love to have a little conversation with you, if you don't mind. Drop me a line, or drop me an email, or give me a call and you can go to my website and learn who I am, what my books are all about. I, I don't have anything to sell. Just go to JesusIsWhy.com. Or you can get there by going to ItellWhy.com. That's the letter I, the word Tell, T-E-L-L, and wh com. So I welcome your comments. Tell me you know, where I'm wrong. Show me where I'm wrong. From the pages of your Bible, if what men say doesn't match the Bible, then write it off as no good. No good. And I don't care if they claim that they came back from the dead and they saw what they saw in hell... I'm here to say, no, it doesn't match up with what God said in the Bible. I'll take his word over man's word any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Mark my words. Believe the Bible. He's the only one who tells the truth and tells it like it is. You want to know what that is? Read the book, the Holy Bible. Till next time, this is Albert Hardy signing off for Bible Prophecy Radio. Have a great day.